What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or a TV show and throw it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, questions, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What's up, moviegoers? What up, Nikki? So we got a good Netflix new movie coming out right here um, called Day Day Shift. Shift. So this movie is about a hardworking dad trying to provide for his daughter um, by having a simple, boring pool job, or that is what it appears to the outside world, as he uses the fronts as a pool man as a kind of bounty hunter-esque type job where he hunts vampires. Yes. And that's so many layers to that fucking thing. It's not just layers. I love that it wasn't like some, is it altruistic or, or benevolent or whatever? I think it's the word, like benevolent reason to do this. No, he's not doing it to save lives. Mm-hmm. He's doing it for, for a paycheck. Because there's money in the teeth. Yeah, Money in the fangs. And I love that because it's a different approach to the whole structure of vampire hunting. That you would see from any other movie. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, so let's get into it. So the, it starts off with Jamie Foxx's character, um, who is played Bud. Uh, can you pronounce that last name? Bud Jablonowski. He's going to call him Bud. Fuck it. So I don't want to fuck up the last name. You were mentioning about how why the name has to be so weird, like it has to be so different. Yeah, but I think it's uh, because this movie does have kind of like a buddy cop feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you notice in any buddy cop movie, especially when it comes to the authority figures in those movies, it's like you you start becoming referred to as the last name. Yeah, and he was Murdoch or whatever. You know, like he's always being referred to as your last name, and I think that's the element that you kind of need in those buddy cop movies. Yeah. which that's what they feel. Like, had a very like they had that feeling throughout the movie. Yeah, no, but. And I, and I think I told you when we because we decided this one to watch it together. Yeah. Because um, normally we watch it apart, and I I think initially I think we were gonna watch it apart, and I watched like the first five minutes about yeah. of the movie, and the first five minutes I'm like, is this how we're fucking starting? That was my question. Is this how we're fucking starting this movie? Fuck yes. <laughs> and I told you that I'm like, yo, watch the first five minutes. And anybody if you haven't seen it, watch the first five minutes. If that what you see, that's pretty much what you're gonna expect throughout the whole fucking movie. And it was, and it was fucking. It was a very adrenaline rush movie. Um, I okay. So my whole thing, I I remember I told you when it comes to let's say John Wick is a perfect example of it. I love when the world is flushed out. Yes. Like, and I felt that they tried. Uh, they tried a lot of elements to flush out this world, as far as where the vampires exist and they're hunted. And they, they create, they, there's categories of them. Different types and different everything. Different types, you know, age and different, like, different ways to kill them and what, like, different things that they mean. And I love that kind of stuff. And I loved how they kind of introduced a couple of other hunters. Yeah. That have very unique abilities or very unique names. Like, you know, they're, they're characters all in itself, right? Yeah. Um, the only thing about this one, I felt a little off. It felt like it was more focused on selling us on a series than it is selling us on this movie particularly. And I, and I like that. I, I did enjoy that. that, but I felt like there were some things that they just left with a huge question mark. Yeah, they left. I feel, and I understand what you're saying because I feel that it it ultimately left it with the mystery for the next movie to fill some gaps that were left in this one. Well, there was there was okay. So okay. So what was it? It was it was one of my pet peeves. And I'm getting wrong. The movie is great. Uh, it was fun to watch. 
This is not a movie where I'm like, okay, this is the best vampire. No, it's not the best vampire movie. But it is a it, great popcorn flick. It was a great entertaining movie. Yes. It was something I can watch and just sit there and love it. And I was yes. going to eat my popcorn and have fun. I, I didn't think too much of it. It didn't make me think too much of it. It didn't ask me to think too much of it. Yeah. It literally was just something fun to watch with a good action scenes. Um, but there was one hole in the story that really bothered me that felt... It just bothered me. It, and it's, it's not necessarily... It was in the storytelling of this. So there was one character who... Ended up becoming an ally to Bud. Yeah. That I really didn't see where the bond was built. Because this person technically it tr- uh, was a traitor to their own, to the people they were working for originally. Yeah. But they didn't really show why they would betray the people they were working for. Which was the female vampire that, that ended up living next door to him. Yeah. I They had one conversation that I know of. Uh, maybe I missed it. Maybe I went to the bathroom. But... They didn't have any other bond building moments where at the end where she, justified decided, it. she decided to join him and kill a bunch of other vampires. Like, it didn't feel justified. No, no, it didn't. I understand. And I, and I think was that, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember watching the movie and I think uh, Kaylee was crying or something. But I remember that um, I think it was that she got turned by the leader of that her group and she hates her for that and that's why she 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 wants to get back at them don't take me for that because no no and that's exactly what was said i believe yeah but it was just kind of like it still didn't feel genuine and still didn't make sense why he would trust her you know what i'm saying like yeah no, I understand. Like it just felt like, he's a, and he's a loner. There was no build up to he it. He was he was already skeptical of uh, what's his name, Seth? Seth. Yeah, yeah, and Seth was his his union his fucking union rep, which is the best thing ever. Like they have a union rep. Yeah, it's like you have coming dudes. with a suit and a, and a, and the funny thing is, what uh, remember we paused. So the whole point of Seth's character was because the management did not care for Bud, and although they allowed him to join the union again. Because that's where they may give you the most money for the teeth, uh, for the fangs. Um, he was his whole job was just to find uh, things that he broke, like protocols and policies broke. Yeah. But some of the policies that he broke, I'm like, how do you not break those? Like, yeah. Were you paused it just to read through them? And it oh was so yes, funny. I remember like, the cat got killed in the process of. Yeah, like because there was like I guess uh, uh, lower level vampires. Uh, are not strong enough to hunt humans, so they hunt va- they hunt animals, right? They yeah. eat, they drink blood of animals. So because when he was coming in to kill them, he they were eating vamp, they were eating cats. cats. Oh yeah, allow the cats to die. Like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just such a bizarre like the pol- like things he broke. I was like, really? Those are yeah. pol- like policies, bro. He he violated another policy. Like he made me stay in the car <laughs> while he went inside. Oh uh, man, it was just so funny. But like, I guess was a point. It was like yeah. There was this. There Dave was, Franco did great. No, he did a good job. I, 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 he plays that role really good, which is crazy because he's been playing that role for a long time. Yeah, the the very kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Like very, you know, uh, wide eyed. Huh? Remember Joy Lawrence? Yes, very Joy. Not Lawrence. necessarily like uh, his intelligence seems impaired, but either way, he just very like wide eyed, like newbie to the whole yeah, situation. Very, like, yeah, like what's going on? Like naive. Yeah. To everything, so yes, yeah, like so very panic. He plays a very panic character, kind of yes. like uh, he was he, a, he was the, the same way in uh, business trip with is it called? I think it's called business trip with um, uh, Vince Vaughn. 
that he had to go close the deal. So they mm. took the older rep and then the newcomer. And they go I don't think they, I've seen that one. They went to Europe. It was it was a good movie, but he plays more of a dunce in that one than this one. Yeah, this one he was more to himself, but he's like, I'm not a field person. I'm an <laughs> office. I want Carol's chair. <laughs> it's like I want Carol's. Like, oh, he was, what was it? He said he said someone like, oh, I invested. Uh, was I invested three hundred dollars in organic chair? I'm in. I, I'm like in for it. I'm like, in for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here. <laughs> Oh man! It but was, so one of the best, and we'll get into it. But one of the best side characters is Snoop Dogg. Even though he was only there for like probably ten like percent of the whole movie, he was. Even though his acting is shit, but it's Snoop Dogg in a movie. You know what I loved? Okay, so this is so funny about it is that um, you know Snoop Dogg is old, is older, right? Um, and that's fine. But he did, he still looks he still looks the same as he always has. But the fact that, like, you know, they played him as a smooth character that, like, apparently he has this thing with all these different women. <laughs> well, all the receptionists. Yeah, but it was so funny because, you know, typically they're always going to try to pick, like, these 20-something-year-old uh, models to, like, really hot, beautiful, whatever. But they were just, they were just normal women. Like, they were just... You know, like they weren't they weren't trying to pick the hottest girl. Hottest they were just average. Them. They were just the, the typical a typical receptionist. You would imagine and somebody you would see. Well, the first off was the somebody in a laundromat. Yeah, somebody you would see in a laundromat. Like some, they didn't really pick somebody that was particularly like you know beautiful, like like, like young or sexy. A whatever. certain type. It was just somebody who worked in a laundromat and happened to see a woman and just like call me, like <laughs> yeah, like, and it was like that's what I loved. It was like he just every he just spread love everywhere. I love that. Oh man, he was he was one of the greatest in that. But all right, so now we, he he. The ultimate thing that is uh, was coming to is that his wife says that she's moving back to Florida, mm-hmm. or moving to Florida to, with her mom, because um, they couldn't afford the school tuition. Plus, she had braces, so he had like come up with ten thousand dollars by the end of the week, by the by week's end. Um, so that's why he had to pick up this job for the union. And I love the daughter because she, she I feel like she picked up everything that was going on without hesitation, without screaming. Like, you know, she was a badass in her own right. Yeah. You know, like some kids. And that's why something it was a little bit off, not off putting, but it was different to see because a lot of the times when you have a, a something in a dire situation and you have a stubborn kid, they'll do whatever they want to do and get themselves in the middle of harm's way. Like she didn't. She's like. She's like, all right, I'm gonna play my game. And she saw that gun. She's like, Dad, gun. And she just started ducking. Like she knew what was going down without knowing what her dad did the whole time. Yeah. That she just went, yeah, she just went with it. She didn't really hesitate, freak out, or question. She just acted. Yeah. Which obviously begs to the re- the way he is, because the thing is, that's not normal. Like they're like those hunters are like abnormally like a bit like their abilities to be able to because they're fighting things that are Way stronger, way more agile, way like I felt like they got a couple of contortionists just over this movie. Oh yeah, they did definitely. But that goes into another thing which I loved was the um the 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 guy the other vampire hunters the one the two brothers. Oh yeah, the two brothers. The love them, dude. I, I love the character. Like they were just like the most badass like hunters. I want to see them in a TV series. I want them to do TV <laughs> series. Just follow, like a documentary, a documentary TV series. Of them, but I love that they got them because one I've I remember seeing one of those characters as a, as a prominent uh, martial arts fighter, and you see him in a lot of movies. Yeah, so I love that he was one of them, and then they got the the guy from Shameless, who's just this big brawlic guy. Yeah, and they were just killing vampires like nothing. Just he just he was like I need a bullet. Their own, their own little world. Yeah. yeah, he literally tossed a bullet and it went into the chamber. And he shot it. 
like I'm telling you, if you could do a TV series of a just like almost the office type, like they have to report to the union for new jobs and they just go out like that. Well, that would uh, be there was what was that one? There was a, a, a series that didn't last long, but I thought it was interesting. But they, they can do something like that. But for this, which was ghosted. Oh, OK. Where it's like it's kind of like that, where it's like you said, just just a day in the a day in the office of the union. Yes. And like they just introduce a bunch of different hunters and like how, how they go on missions and do stuff. That would be cool. Oh, my God. What happened if they did like Reno 99? Reno, Reno 999. Nine, uh, Reno 911. Yeah, I know. 999. Reno 99. Yeah. <laughs> just, we're just chopping names. <laughs> fucking shit up. We're going to get a message from somebody we know. Yeah. Like, yeah, Yo, you fucked up this name. I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her like a ticket pad, like a. Like a, like a penalty pad for like to, Every time we mess up She's gonna write us penalties for this stuff Oh god Can't wait <laughs> So yeah, 15 citations this time But yeah It was it was a good It was a good movie It was fun It did have Little plot holes That are you know Irritating a little bit But not enough to To ruin the movie for me No it didn't And and The biggest one, one was also uh, Snoop Dogg's character Like I thought it was cool But I thought it was weird That it happened literally After everybody left like I thought he was if he was gonna show up, I thought he was gonna show up while they were still in the room. Like, oh man, you're still alive. That's like, the best part because it's gonna leave it up to a sequel. That's this is leading into a sequel series, guaranteed. I feel like it is. I feel like it's kind of they like left bright. it so open, like bright. I think they did what and I thought of this movie. I thought of bright while watching this movie, and I'm like, wow. I understand the the idea of building out a world of, of vampires of this type of universe. Now they could now that you because of how you said there's different types, but on top of that, it felt. Like, it's funny because the way the um, Seth, uh, Dave Franco's character, Seth was talking about, was like, these characters don't mess with this. These type of vampires don't mess with these type of vampires. But if these vampires mess with this one, it's only because of the hierarchy because of this. So there's a lot of different interpolitics within the types of vampires that they have. And I love that because now they could dive into what if they go somewhere else or if he has another job or anything, there's a certain type that he has to deal with. Yeah. And that leads into that. Secondly, what I did and really enjoy, and I don't know if you, I, I know you caught it, was, and it was more of like a secondary or like just a, a, an idea of why they were there, is that the head vampire, she was a realtor. So she was just buying property to have other vampires move in. Yeah. Which I love that. I'm like, instead of like just killing everybody in the city and just turning it, like, let's do it slow and steady and just buy property. And it's like, one at a time, we'll just take over property by property, area by area. Until- but also, they, were, they remember, like, they, they fought one one house, and that was, like, 20-something, 30 vampires. Yeah, that was a hive. And that's what they, she was building. She was just building hives all over the, like, yes. little house, like, all these houses. Um, I did, okay, so the one thing I maybe I lost was, what was the master plan? Aside from just my, not, I felt like it was supposed to accumulate to some kind of master plan that she had, but I couldn't. Maybe I missed it, like because I thought I know that the the vampires use uh, sunscreen, right? So like, yeah, uh, so they go beyond in public. For I know, but I I did not catch what her ultimate plan, like her last, like she it was all building to some kind of culmination. So she could have all daywalkers. No, 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 I know, I know, but they was not they they were already was, used, they were already talking about that before they even met her. So I didn't know what the her master plan was. I think that was that was she was that was her ultimate plan before it got deterred when Jamie Fox killed. Her daughter at the beginning of the movie, mind you, when I say daughter, she was like ninety years old. Because she and you'll find out into the movie that she found her later in life, 
at that yeah. age after she gave birth to her. But again, they literally went to this whole Mayan temple thing. I thought they were like going to raise somebody. I thought it was like they were going to raise some kind of Uber Uber. El, el yeah, but that's, he didn't get mentioned at the end that I know of that I met. I think she was she was plotting to do that, but it was never. She's like, let me let me let me establish a foundation before we that's get. The thing. I just felt like the, ma- the 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 villain plan was never like, like I said, it's a series. Well, if if it is a series, yeah. no, it's. I feel it's. We're gonna get a part two, at least a part two. If they don't, if they don't cut it, we're gonna get a part two. But you know what? Let's get into some quotes. Go for it. All right. So my favorite quote was um, this is when um, Jamie Foxx was talking to Seth in regards to I don't need your help or if I like if I t- if I tell you throw me in my shotgun, throw me in my shotgun. But he goes, we survive everything. You see me fighting a bear, you pour honey on me. What? <laughs> you didn't hear? You didn't remember that part? No, I missed that part. Yeah, he goes, we we survive everything. If you see me fighting a bear, you pour honey on me. Damn. <laughs> no, the part that got me, as I, this is my, that's your quote. So this, my quote is the part where Seth, like everything's done. And Seth is now like this vampire, badass vampire. And um, he goes, and basically he's like, oh, look, I did this. And I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't piss or shit myself. Oh, yeah. And, he, and then like the, uh, the girl vampire comes out like, oh, vampires don't piss or shit. And he's like, and Jamie Foxx is like nodding, like, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's true. And he goes, You had to take this away from me, didn't you? No, he goes, Let me get this little victory. He yeah, goes, I'll like, give it, let me keep this little victory. He goes, Okay, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> uh, but that was, I, I think that was funny. Um, like I said, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. I, I really felt there was like some things like I felt like we should have been fleshed out, but otherwise it was fun. Because I also think they didn't really, they didn't introduce the idea that like, that a vampire basically keeps. They're kind of, like, they just, it was just evil. Vampires are just evil. Yeah. But they didn't, like, introduce, like, a conscious vampire storyline before all of a sudden Seth is now a vampire. And the other girl. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they were, they were just mind blank, just zombie-like vampires. They're just reactive then. But that was also another thing. And they kind of introduced why, but it was so funny because obviously the one way you can kill a vampire is to cut their head off. And oh, I thought it was funny that Seth got his head cut off and he's like, that the Jamie Foxx did not hesitate to just cut his head off. Yeah, like he did it. He he's like, yeah, I cut you his rushed, head off. you rushed at me. How to yeah, do what like, I do? And it just so happened he was the one that that doesn't. Well, because he, he was, was a type. No, because it was Uber. If you're like bit by an Uber vamp, you can survive a head beheading. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some ratings. Let's let's go. What would you rate Day Shift um, on Netflix? I'm gonna go with a, th- a solid three. Just a three star. Like, yeah. I want to go. I don't think it's, it, it. It was good. I would recommend to anybody to watch, and I would watch it a couple of times extra. I just didn't think it was like. Oh it my, it, it was doesn't amazing. merit a four. Nah, it's not level four yet. But it was. It was a great. It was a good movie. I, if I, we I if we it. were doing three and a half, we would do three and a half. I feel. Oh, big time! We're doing a three. But three point seven five. Three record. three and a half don't count in here. No, no, uh, no. not in this. Not in this podcast. Nah, nah. So no, no yeah, mediocre, no mediocre. It's either you're average or you're good. <laughs> so I go with you with average. It's a three. It's okay. a solid three. Right, we're on the same page. We're on the same. We're page. on the same page. Same I, I was, I was, I was on the fence of maybe, maybe four, 
when I saw, for, I saw the first five minutes, but when I got to the rest of the no, movie, it, again, it didn't disappoint. It really it, didn't disappoint. No, like I said, even the little things that three's, I three is good. Three is yeah. Three is a C plus. You could be a president with a C plus grade card. Oh dear lord! <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok now at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns. And as always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.